0: Good evening, everyone. This is Omina, and welcome to BBS Radio 2. Tonight, I am the host and the guest. So, after when we get to go to the round table, and Ram and Tara will talk, I'll introduce you to everybody. Hopefully, you will call in and join us. I will announce the numbers in a few minutes. And with us this evening, we have Caroline Oceana-Rhyne, Ryan, is an author and a channeler. We have Randy Miller, who is an energy healer. We have a guest, Micah Green and Penny Christofferson. We also have Robert Berkowitz and Tara Green, and they will give us their report during the... After we do the meditation, they will give us an update and give us a report. And hopefully you will call us in. I'm going to give you the numbers now. So please write it down. 888-429-5471. Or locally, the number is 323-744-4841. I actually wrote them down in the order there you can call them in because I'm a little dyslexic. So I transport numbers all over the place. But I did make sure that these were the right numbers. And tonight I'm going to do um, the meditation. And I was just talking about it. So everyone that's listening, I would like you to definitely give some thought. Don't worry about it. I'll allow it to come to you about your fault line. We all have a fault line. That's the core issue of our problem. That we might be dealing with in today's world. And otherwise if we did not have one. We wouldn't be here. We would already have or be off somewhere else. Doing what we do. And the fault line. I call it the fault line. Because that's what my masters came in and told me. So I'm going to be working with them during this meditation. And I would suggest that you all get very comfortable. So that. We can, you know, do what we need to do because we begin fault lines. They're core issues. What happens is we make a core issue when we're children or we, or we can be, make it from another lifetime that we bring in with us because we're still working on it. And it attaches us to the person that we perceive as caused a fault line or Whatever they did, we just made an absolute decision about it. It becomes very, very deeply um, buried in the subconscious. If we're not aware of it, we're going to act it out in many different ways. It could be through addiction. It could be through relationships, patterns that we create, either with our job, with our boss, with our lovers, with our husbands, with our wives, brothers, sisters, you name it. And oftentimes we're left there wondering, how come I can never stop this? Because it does act out all the time until we get a clue or until we meet someone that we trust enough that we will be vulnerable enough to hear whatever our core issue might be. We all do it. It's not like we don't, because this is the university for souls to grow. So you can become overly attached to somebody or totally shut down and not get attached at all. I wonder why we can never get attached. So if you're all getting in a good place, I would say gently breathe in and out. We send this out to everyone that needs help. We send it out with love, a little bit of humor, a little bit of seriousness, a little bit of everything. And we are going to take a look at what the core issue might be. Don't worry if it doesn't come to you. This meditation will open you up. And I'm going to suggest always ask to have it gently shown to you. You do not have to go into pain for this. Okay. And we're going to talk about that later on as well. So wherever you're sitting or if you're able to lie down, do that. And put your hands, you know, put your hands face up on your knees. Take several breaths. And as you breathe, say your own prayer for peace. Invite your guides. Invite your archangels. Invite whoever your higher power is. And take a long, slow, deep breath and feel your entire body relaxing. Take another one. Imagine yourself standing in a floodlight that is God's light. Allow yourself to become a sponge and soak up this light. Feel your entire body relaxing even more as any stress or strain is washed away. Breathe deeply and slowly. Visualize yourself opening your crown chakras and relax the muscles that surround your skull. You might even feel a little tingling. Breathe deeply and continue to open the other six chakras. And remember to take a deep breath between each one and just watch it opening up. and spreading out in your body. Now open all your minor chakras and deep deeply. Breathe deeply, I should say. Call your spirit guides to your ask, to your side, and ask for their protection and guidance, and continue to breathe slowly and deeply. As you breathe in, visualize yourself becoming part of the white light that's around you. Know that you are lifting your vibrations into a spiritual one. Just sit there and watch yourself ascending, into that light and you're fully surrounded by it and hasn't that, that beautiful soft white light has a little bit of pink to it. so as you see that, allow to come closer to you and breathe it in. Create a picture of your mother standing before you. Breathe slowly and begin to scan her body. If it's not your mother, it could be your father. It could be an uncle. It could be whoever it is that stands in front of you that you're attached to. Whether it's negative, positive, or whatever it is, do not judge it. You are looking for the cord. It may take any form. Could be a glass of hope, could be a rope, it could be a ribbon strings and so on, just allow it to show you what it is because that tells you a lot about your cord to a particular person. Follow the cord with your eyes and see it descending from whatever if it's your mother or father whatever person it is to the floor. If you have trouble visualizing, then trust your mind to know what it is and approach it and breathe slowly as you do, and know you are safe in doing this. Now pick up the cord and begin to feel it. Look closely at it. Notice its size and weight. If you can't pick it up because it's too heavy, just know that you can see it, so walk along it. And you begin to follow it towards yourself. The cord is very long and you may lose the image of the person as you follow the cord. Don't have any fear. Just breathe deeply as you leave that person that was with you. Mother, father, brother, sister, husband, whatever. And you begin to wind your way as though coming out of a dark cave. Continue to breathe slowly and look for a change in the cord's appearance. It may be a rope that suddenly becomes a ribbon. At this point of change, pause and notice your body's reaction. Notice how tense you have become. Breathe deeply and ask yourself why. Wait for your spirit guides to give you some images. As you see them, breathe deeply and try to inter- interpret them. This may be very simple and direct or it may be very symbolic. For example, a baby means dependency. A spider or crawling creature means childhood fears. Breathe deeply and slowly. Acknowledge that you no longer need this childhood memory. Or if it's from a past memory, from another lifetime. And this fear anxiety. As your guides guide to take this fear away, breathe slowly and feel yourself relaxing as you are healed. Open up to the energy. Visualize a beautiful white energy with that pink hue to it, surrounding your whole body. The cord is once again in your hands. Continue to follow the cord until it changes again. Read deeply and once again note, note if you have any tension. Watch and understand the symbols that your spirit guides give you, and they will give them if you allow them. Now surrender to them for healing. Take several deep breaths and then continue to follow the cord. Know that you are coming close to yourself now. Breathe slowly and deeply as you begin to follow the cord up your body. Look for the cord where the point is joined to your body. Breathe deeply and gently take the cord in your left hand, which is the hand of unconditional love, and look around for ascending stairs. If necessary, create them. See them with your third eye. Breathe slowly and climb these stairs as you carry the cord. You may change in weight. Acknowledge this change that occurs and continues to climb. If it's too slow for you, ask your guys to help you If it's slow and heavy, ask your guides to help you with it. They will make it lighter and help you carry it where it needs to go. Breathe slowly and begin to look for your higher self at the top of the stairs. When you see your higher self stand still, breathe deeply and see how wonderful your true self is standing there to meet you. Perfectly beautiful, complete. Invite this perfect you to assist you. Now pay attention to the cord you're carrying. Create a knife in your mind and cut the cord as close to your body if possible. If you have trouble cutting it, acknowledge that you are afraid and ask your higher self to do it for you. Give yourself permission to let it be cut and wait. Breathe deeply and let yourself see hands coming towards your cord. With something to serve it or put it in from you. Watch it happen. Hold your breath and it's severed and then breathe deeply as you're released. You are trying your first new breath of life. You are free. Climb the remaining stairs and embrace your higher self at the top of the stairs. Breathe deeply and you sense a completion of this human. It's a wonderful, wonderful feeling. Now turn around and look down at the stairs and say to yourself, I am free. I am. Let yourself breathe in life. Attune to your spirit guides and feel their joy in seeing you free. Thank them for helping you attain this joy. Breathe slowly and prepare to return to normal waking consciousness. As you do that, sense how much energy you have acquired. If it seems to be too much, send in a ball of light to your whoever has the cord for you with you to help them heal too. Bless them for having been in your life. Begin to descend the stairs. Visualize yourself clothing the major and minor chakras. By the time you reach the bottom of the stairs, You will be aware of your physical body and the position in which you are sitting or lying. Breathe slowly and gently move yourself into a a sitting-up position. Dream and know that you are making a new mindset, that you are now healing your lower self and emotion of physical body. Now, the master are telling me this is going to have the effect on your brain that it has shifted something in your brain. Don't let that worry you. Because there is a paradigm shift going on. And it's cleaning out the old destructive patterns. So you can thank them for that. And thank them all. Sending love to all. So when you're ready, come back into the room. And when you want to do this meditation... You do not have to make it so long. Just remember, if you still have the call to go up the stairs, meet your higher self, do the rest of the ritual, and be grateful we have the opportunity. Amen. Okay, let me bring myself back into the room, talk to my co-hosts. Hopefully they're all awake. Yes, we
1: are. That was so powerful. Thank you so much, Amina. Oh my
0: goodness. Well that's great. I hopefully everybody will work on that because it's very important. And people, please, if you want to call in tonight, if you think you have a fault line, and we will help you through that. First of all, we're going to go around the table and get a report on everybody and see how everybody is doing. Before we get to Ram and Tara's report. So we'll start with you, Caroline. How have you been? Caroline. I've been
1: I've, well. Sorry, it takes me a moment to un- unmute. I've been well. Thank you, Amina. And hello to all, all our listeners. And um, I send much love and and huge light because these are really. These are, I was channeling something today and, the, you know, the phrase was, these are determinative times and what we decide in these times is going to be shouted from the rooftops, as they say. Um, the, the veil that has covered up so much deception for so long is just completely disintegrating. And I look at these House Select Committee hearings that we've got going on in the U.S., to determine what was really happening and where the intentions and the motivations were for the attack in the Capitol a year and a half ago. And I, I just feel like this is a big turning point. Ramantara have said this and I today I really felt it. This is not like other situations where they've done these cursory investigations into something and then the cover up was so much bigger than any intention for truth to come out. And I'm feeling it's that way in relationships as well, and Omina can tell us if she's noticed this, but I feel like people are not- good, going to be able to hide their true selves, their true intentions, their true emotions at all anymore. I feel like children already know that I feel children know that very, very clearly, and it's a little unnerving for for grown ups people over eighteen who aren't children or, or teenagers and Maybe we don't always know what to do with a lot of honesty because we weren't raised with it. Maybe we're not used to it, but that's what we're going into. And it's something to celebrate and we can just breathe for a bit and just, just breathe out and relax. And that meditation was really wonderful because we are coming into our true selves and our higher selves. And, you you know, pretty much we can wake up every morning and say, now I can be my true self. And your true self is this beautifully enlightened being. They know how worthy they are. They know how loved they are. And they know how precious and and blessed and abundant they are. And so I just want to send that thought out to everyone uh, with a lot of appreciation because it takes a lot of work to be here on on the planet right now. (laughs) I realize that. It's not all joyous um, trips through the garden.
0: But here we are. That's very true, Caroline. It's very true (laughs) for what you say. Mm-hmm. And, and what I tell people to try and lighten them up is that it's not the first time for all of this kind of stuff to come around in the world. You know, it's just that we're, yeah. the reason we're so more aware of it because of IT or AI, artificial intelligence. I mean, there's nothing happens in the world now that somebody is not recording it. And that's the whole thing about we have to make sure that we don't become traumatized by it. Vicarious trauma. So yes. it's about it's about creating boundaries around all of that because that's what helps us grow. It's like it's another AFCO. You all know what AFCO means, but I don't want to swear. i will <laughs> say another you know, another acting growth opportunity. I was working with someone the other day that came with a whole bunch of problems. Oh my God. And I said you must have spent an awful lot of time creating all these problems because why, you feel you have to talk to me? It's like, no, it's just another AFCO. And of course, the hilarious laughter came when I explained what that was because that's what, it's as simple as that. It really is. It reduces the stress if you can look at it that way. We We cannot change what we... We cannot change things. That's not our job to change. We can send out the change in energy. We can send mm-hmm. out the love. We can start every day by saying, make this the best day for my highest good. And then only good things can come in for that. So but that was wonderful, Caroline. Who'd like to be next? How about you, Randy?
2: Thank you, Amina. I'll take that talking stick.
0: Wonderful. Thank you.
2: And I'll bang the desk and make sure everybody's awake.
0: Yes, that would
2: help. (laughs) Because in this day and age, you must be awake and realize that in this dual polarity place called Earth, we've always had light and dark, good and evil. It does not matter what you call it. It's part of being in this realm. Always, we'll say, look at the dark side of yourself. We must all do that. The dark side of yourself may be in a previous lifetime. It may have been a serial killer. It may have been a general, which, and you give that command, and you killed thousands of people. You did that for the experience of doing that at that time. And you've come back here to help heal all that. And that's what we're doing collectively as a species, as the whole entire human race. That's why we need seven or eight billion of us on the planet to anchor in all the cosmic energy of love and flip the negativity to positivity. Instead of being a negative, positive planet, we're becoming a positive, positive planet. We just have to look at the sun. It's been doing it all along, right in front of our eyes. If we know what to look and what to feel for. And nature is helping this along. Realize, nature talks to you all the time. Just listen to it. The wind, the rain, the storms, everything. Because you are nature. We're all part of nature. And realize, like Amina said, someone's always filming something with their cameras. So this is why no one can get away with anything anymore. Because there's how many billions of cameras, new cameras on the planet filming everything, and people are putting it on on social media. Social media has two effects. It has a good effect and a bad effect. The good effect is people have learned how to communicate in a different way. The bad effect is they can't communicate person to person. They have to call you or do a Facebook post or that post, or this post, or that post. Folks, if the internet goes down, what are you going to do? If the phone systems goes down, what are you going to do? How are you going to communicate? Well, the old days before all this happened in Atlantis, Lemuria, and who knows how many other civilizations did the earth had, we all used telepathic powers to communicate. Birds do it. All the time. Animals do it all the time. When you watch a flock of birds flying, do the birds run into each other? No. And you watch them, and especially I had a chance to watch, I can't remember the name of a bird. It was a bird that attacked other flocks of birds, a single bird. But consciously, that whole entire flock of birds made the movements and moved across and away from their attacker in an instant, all together with zero hesitation. The dark forces are on their way out. They know that. They know this is their last kick at the cat. That cat's mother. Well, mother's not taking this down very nicely. She's going to just wring her paws up and do a few bats and change a few things here and open up the barbecue. Specifically speaking, she's just going to guide them along their way to their next lesson. The lesson's not going to be on this planet. Their time is finished. Don't hate them. Don't fight with them. Because that's what they want to do. I had a conversation one time with an old boxer. My friend says, you know, don't engage this man in anything. He's a fighter. All he wants to do is fight. He misses going into the ring. He misses that fight. So... Anything you mention, if he doesn't like it, he wants to fight. And if you engage him, he'll just smile on his face. He'll go nuts and fight. So say nothing. That'll drive him even more insane. And he'll realize that he has to realize how to love himself again because that's why he started to fight. So, folks, love heals everything. And all my experience in the spa in Thailand for many years, I would always say to the person, You have to heal yourself. But in order to heal yourself, you have to love yourself, and you have to mean it from your soul. Once you do that, you can overcome anything. So collectively, this is what the human race is doing. So, folks, remember, when you go to bed, you want something done, and you can't figure it out. Ask your guides. Ask your higher self. Ask the universe. They work for us as much as we work for them. We're all in this together. And it's a simple thing. Don't worry about, do I got to call it George or Sam or Harry? Just ask. The universe knows and will accommodate you in the way that you will understand. I pass the talking stick.
0: Well, thank you, Randy. I totally agree with everything you said because all of it is true and remind people to love themselves enough unconditionally.
2: Oh, one thing I'd like to say. Yes. I didn't finish watching it, but there was another testimonial from the people that went into the units in Linz. One man come out and said, you know, I didn't feel anything. Okay, so that's okay. Some people do, some people don't. And as they're walking out of the room, wait a minute, dear, maybe something did happen. I can move my arm again. I haven't been able to move it for 10 years. So what happened? In that instance, the man went in. He contacted his soul. His soul balanced his body. He didn't travel. That wasn't his mission at that time. His mission was to contact his soul and heal himself. So I'll leave it at that.
0: That's a perfect example. People need to become a little more curious about everything. Maybe. Yeah, it's amazing what happens. It always amazes me because the universe cannot say no. It's not part of the natural law. So always ask. If it's in your head and be patient, you will get the answer. So thank you, Randy. So, do you, Micah? Do you have anything to add?
3: Greetings! Thank you very much, Omina, and thank you, Randy. That was a great report. Thank you so much. Um,
4: <clears throat>
3: I don't have too much of a report for tonight, but uh, I can say that on the public teachings uh, this morning, at, for in our time zone, anyways, uh, uh, Mr. Keshe mentioned that there's a party going on right now it's a it's like a space party because all of these galactic beings are celebrating this new massive paradigm shift that has just taken place on this planet on planet earth right now and maybe not everybody can quite see it right now but all of the galactic people and and beings and uh, a lot of beings on earth are fully aware of it and uh, there's this there's a celebration happening so that's very exciting and uh he went into a lot more detail into uh all all of the different testimonials of the people that have been coming into Linz, and uh i do recommend to our listeners uh tune into the no, uh knowledge seekers public teachings uh, from today, Thursday, the, I believe it's number 437, uh, 437th Knowledge Seekers uh, Workshop. And so that's my report for today. And I pass the talking stick back to you, Amina. Thank
0: you, Micah. Very good. How about you, Penny? Would you like to add or do you have anything to say? Uh,
5: yes, I think I, I wasn't going to- to start to say anything to start with, but I've just realized from something that uh, Micah said and somebody else said that that it's sometime today. I I dropped uh, the pall that was over me. Um, all of a sudden, I just came. I sat up and said something shifted, and um, I I just feel a lot more cheerful. So um, I just realized. So that that that's what's going on. I didn't know where it came from, but now I know. Yeah, so, you let go. You let go of something.
0: I let go of something. Yeah, yeah. You, yes. And the beauty of that is, all we have to have is a willingness to let go of things that no longer serves our highest good. We don't always have to know what it is. We just yeah. have to have the willingness to let go.
5: Well, it's just it just didn't happen when I thought it was going to happen. So, well, it never <laughs> does because there's no time to the soul. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. So yeah. It's well, just- all, all
5: I know I mean is I am profoundly grateful.
0: I just oh, am. Yes. Oh, it's just awesome. It's now, like isn't it- Yes, yeah, celebrate it. It's wonderful. It's wonderful when when you get that lightness and you feel. Uh huh. That you don't have to worry about whatever that was anymore, because feelings don't lie; they just don't know how. But it keeps us alive, and it tells us it's our temperature gauge, you might say, how well we're doing, how much we love ourselves, how funny we can be, or how miserable we can be, whatever the case may be. Right? That's wonderful! I'm happy for you. That's great. Thank you. You're
5: I'm welcome. Yeah. Uh, uh, last week I was just. The opposite. So I just and this will stay. This will stay. The other's gone and this will stay.
0: That's yes. Yahoo. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Wonderful. So are you anything else? Are you done? I don't wanna cut in on your time.
5: So oh I I there's lots I could say now, but I'm
0: done. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. So in that case we will move on to Ramantar and, and give us Your report, Rama, who you've been talking to, and Tara, what you've discovered. So, welcome. I pass the talking stick to both of you.
6: Greetings. Um,
7: Thank you, everyone, for being here.
6: It is an amazing time. And I, yes, something has shifted And there was this hearing today. This was the third hearing on what happened on the 6th of January, 2021. And there was a very, very, very conservative judge that spoke. And I was just saying to Rama, when a conservative judge shows up and says something that is true about the situation
7: um, it's kind of a big warning
6: it's a big important thing because you've got a flaming liberal out there talking then the conservatives just like roll their eyes <laughs> in, in a certain sense that he was uh, he he his name was the Honorable Michael Luttig He's retired, but he's from the Fourth Circuit. And um, he made it as clear as a bell that there's absolutely no support in the Constitution of the United States for a vice president to decide the election.
7: To just on a whim say...
6: Decide what he's going to say. Yeah. And um, actually there was something... I learned today about this, and that has to do with Randy Rose. This is not Randy, Captain Randy. Randy Rose, she has a show on Free Speech TV after the Tom Hartman show. But she said that um, um, there was a constitutional crisis in the United States in 1876. And um, it's regarding, see, the amendment number 12 is what's stating what needs to be known in terms of constitutionally about the vice president and the electoral votes. Yet there was a little bit of nebulousness at that time, and there was a little bit of dancing around going about, just like what's going around and about uh, now. And so there was a an, uh, uh, a law that was put in place in the next year called 1887. And it's called the Electoral Count Act of 1887. And it made it completely unambiguous ambiguous that the vice president Indeed, has no authority whatsoever to count the electrical vote, electoral votes. And, of course, this day, it's very interesting, this day on January 6th, uh, Mike Pence didn't leave. He was offered, there was some, uh, I don't know who you call that, but there was uh, some... Uh, Members of the CIA or something that uh, offered to take people away from the Capitol and Mike Pence refused to go, so they put him in the basement. And the reason that was given is that constitutionally, it says that this is the only day that you can announce the next president by announcing what the electoral vote, electoral votes were, not that he gets to decide, and so that's a very important point. Uh, I didn't think running so fast, but I didn't think to have Rama print out this Act, this Electoral Count Act of eighteen eighty seven. Yet it was talked about in the hearings today. And um, this person, Jacob Wood, was speaking to that. And he was the former counsel to Vice President Pence from 2020 through 2021. And so he referred to that act when he was at the hearing today and he said that the Uh, the fact that the vice president does not get to say that at all was very clear in that act and therefore uh, Mr. Pence stayed so that he could announce uh, uh, what the uh, electoral college uh, vote was. He hadn't done that yet when this uh, what do you want to call it, insurrection was going on. Some other things that were happening about this day is that it was reported that for many, 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 more than more than three or even four weeks, I mean, there's an indication that this plot to overthrow Uh, the election uh, was going on ever since on November 3rd on 2020 uh, it was decided that uh, Joe Biden won and I'm going to just say something this is me speaking right now and Rama can chime in but um, there are some things that haven't been disclosed to the public And I mean, you've been very helpful, like, uh, we were talking about Julian Assange, and that he has some karma from previous incarnation or two or three or four, and he's working it off and he's doing a good job of working it off right now. Yet he did something that put him there that really infuriated the empire, you might say not just in the United States but in the UK and what he did is he exposed um, he exposed that what did Julian he exposed um, in in his own way he exposed that 9-11 was an inside job
7: and that uh, we had no business killing civilians in Iraq. And, and that videotape and, clearly shows the U.S. military killing unarmed civilians.
6: In at, Iraq.
7: In Iraq.
6: And, and Chelsea Manning passed on that information. Chelsea Manning was in the military in Iraq.
7: Yes. And he
6: he had this. She. She. I'm sorry. She, her name is Chelsea now. Yes. Um. Uh. At the time, she uh, passed on to Julian Assange the actual evidence, because yes. he was working in that area of classified information. Yet, she passed it on to him, and he passed it on to the world. So he had evidence. And this is what infuriated and then they put Chelsea in prison over here and somehow i can't remember the whole story if somebody does please speak up but he got out they they she excuse me uh she was convicted and uh sentenced to 35 years i think obama. oh i think so maybe that's what happened say that out loud
7: That obama
6: pardon chelsea manny that might be very much I, that's I what I can't happened. recall all of that, but I think... <laughs> that took a lot of courage.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right, Ram. I think you did pardon her.
7: Yeah.
6: And yeah. That, that took a whole lot of courage. He had the right to do it, but I'm sure he infuriated a few other folks, too. Uh, yet, Almina, you were saying uh, a couple of weeks ago, at least, that um there was uh someone in the on the uh empire side that thought it was wise i'm not sure if it was the judge or somebody thought it was wise to put him in prison uh to protect him from what could be his demise right if he weren't in prison and I would say that that's probably true because a lot of the uh, power people, both in the UK and in the United States, would really like to arrange for him not to be alive.
0: <laughs> well, you have to remember that a lot of people in power like that, with the misuse of their power, have to have the fall guy. So they have to blame somebody. They have to have the scapegoat. Yep. And if he was out yep. in the world he would be the scapegoat. So sometimes what looks like a cruel thing to do to somebody actually protects them.
6: Except that somebody else in that power structure, uh, for the last, he's been in there for at least three years now. And they have been torturing him on a regular basis in there. So there's, other things going on too and that's when you said that's got to do with him working off karma from something yes from a previous you
0: have to remember that the ones that are in power in another lifetime he was in that kind of power wow so think Hmm. about why now he would be exposing Well, exactly.
6: that's an interesting question because maybe his soul wanted to do that, and he was willing to take whatever he got.
0: Well, sometimes that's the mission because when you um, we put we put so much emphasis on the physical body that we forget about all the other bodies we have. Right. That that yeah. does, you know that does not get into. We, it's just a whole different. All I can think of is Mandela, that spent Mm -hmm. 30 years in prison so he could come out and become the president of South Africa. Now, that's by divine design, because if he never went to prison, he wouldn't have lived long enough to be anything.
6: Well, one thing I know about Nelson Mandela is he was put in prison by Dick Cheney. In other words, this empire from over here arranged to put him in prison. Well,
0: that I know nothing about, and I really don't want to get into that. Mm-hmm. So let's stick with where we are.
6: Okay, so what you're saying, okay. So you're saying that he was safer in prison than being out in the world. Yes, Yet you're not saying that the same karma that we were talking about with Julian Assange was
0: his, right? I don't always remember what I channel. I have to ask for that information to come to retrieved. All that is going on with this young man is karmic. He, once time, he, he at one time in one of his lifetimes ruled the way they're ruling now. And he made a commitment to expose any underhanding misuse of energy that he would be involved in. He made a commitment to expose that. That's part of cleaning up his karma. You're talking
6: about Julian now.
0: Yes. Yes.
6: And I was talking about uh, Nelson Mandela. He didn't have anything like that in his past
0: no, no, Nelson Mandela is a master soul. He's probably uh-huh. an ascended one now. Was yeah. a master. He came in to the into the world to bring South Africa to the level that he brought it.
8: Mm-hmm.
0: And he could not do it at the time that when he was a much younger man, because the powers were not hearing, was not listening, was not didn't want anything to do with it, because. The white man does not want to lose power. So they put Nelson Mandela in jail for 30 years or more. But that kept him alive until the time was ready for him to become the leader he did. And he didn't come out of there. That's the difference between a regular soul and a master soul. He never came out angry. He came out full of compassion. No,
6: as a matter of fact, Omina, he had a dinner for all the... Uh...
1: All the guards, all, all the guards his, all his jailers. Well, that's all what I just jail- said.
6: He came out full of
0: compassion. Yes, that's what she right. said. Right,
6: and yeah. they were just—they were just completely.
0: Well, that's the difference between a soul that's growing and one that's mastered it all. Okay.
6: Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. So we also practice being master souls. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm. No. Um, anyway. um, I'm wondering
1: if Rama has an update because we're coming up very soon now in a few minutes on the second hour. Right. And we don't want okay. to take up uh, Amina's hour. So uh yeah, let's hand it over to Rama.
7: Okay. okay. Uh, so um I will start on Friday. This is the tenth. The Dalai Lama speaks. If we Take a series of universal altruism seriously, where there is room to have enemies, our real enemies, and the enemies of humanity are negative emotions like anger and hatred. Indeed, people who are dominated by powerful negative emotions should be objects of our compassion. And this is Friday. I went and sat in the plasma field at 12.03 this afternoon. It said to me, Lord Rama, focus on the energies coming in from the sun. And then the plasma field showed me the sun on a holographic screen up in the air out of nowhere. And I saw the sun sending out global circles of plasmatic light. These golden circles of light went out across the solar system and then headed into deep space. The plasma field said, Lord Rama, listen to my voice and close your eyes. Then I drifted off for what I thought was five or ten minutes Yet, as I opened my eyes, I glanced over at the clock, and it was 1230. As I was traveling along with the golden rings of light, I merged with them, and I was just in the oneness. What I felt was this deep sense of calm, and the plasma field said, stay in this energy of pure light. Pure love and infinite peace. Sat nam namaste blaze the violet fire. And this is Saturday. I received a text message from Mr. X. The chess chess pieces are falling off the board of the old world order. May peace prevail on earth. And this is Monday. Um, His Holiness the Dalai Lama was speaking on the first day of his two-day teaching on the occasion of Buddha Shakyamuni's birth, Enlightenment and uh, Parinavya Day at the main Tibetan temple in Dharmasala, India, on June 13th. And this is Monday. I received a text message from Tom, the ringtail cat, Larry, and Mr. X at 11.45 late this morning. They all said to me, greetings, Lord Rama. We are in London near Trafalgar Square, correcting some energies of a portal in this area. The global energies coming in today are preparing us to receive tomorrow's full moon and sage freedom codes, in order to further the end of this old paradigm and anchor the new. The human resonance today is sky high as well. There are anomalies going on all over Mother Gaia. Portals are opening and there are light beings from the nine realms touching down through these portals to aid us in our ascension. The dark side is going down faster and faster. America is getting a huge history lesson in civics and proper protocol. The story on January 6, 2021, was an attempted coup d'etat, with emphasis on attempted. They did not succeed. I'd like to try this again, yet there's other stories to say. (laughs) As we speak, there are more and more crafts showing up in our skies. This full moon is a very big deal. Stay in the high heart and send more love. We are closer than you think. Then Mr. X said to me, Lord Rama... You may walk into Java Joe's to use the Wi-Fi service, and I would be, be sitting in the back of the room, and we'll have something to cuss and discuss about trust indentures. Sat Namaste, Place of Violet Fire. And this is Tuesday. I got to see Natasha today at the Bird Sanctuary in Santa Fe. It was 12-12. As we met, she said, Lord Rama, there are fleets upon fleets of starships in orbit around Mother Gaia, yet at a distance beyond our moon. This is because they are so large that their gravitational field would bump into our Earth's gravitational field and most certainly cause a disturbance in the force. Some of these ships are spherical-shaped craft that have been coming through a portal in our sun. Saul. Some are cube-shaped craft also coming through this same portal in our sun. Saul. Some are Merkabah vehicles. These ones have been ordered into our realm by Lord Michael and Lord Metatron. As a signal is given we will see the regular programming of the old order disappear. Next, we will be given news and official information from several galactic representatives. At that split second, as all of this takes place, the guns won't work, the tanks won't move, and the nukes are non-functional, inshallah. We are at that place where you will hear the harmony of the spheres and time and space will seem to stop. And we will all experience that oneness that I call the force. The answer, my friends, are forthcoming. Natasha continued, you, we, are the ones who are going to be the mediators, negotiators, who share the wisdom that the wise counsels of elders have arrived, and that the captain may be amongst them. Then she said, We come in peace. We are family. See you in the light of the most radiant one. Satnam namaste blaze the violet fire. May peace prevail on earth. Um And this is Wednesday. I received a text message from Larry the cat at 1115 this morning. He said to me, Lord Rama, I am at Stonehenge. There early this morning, I caught the sunrise in a picture. I... Sent this picture to you, Lord Rama, along with the Zen message. The mind is like water. When it's turbulent, it's difficult to see. When it's calm, everything becomes clear. We are being asked to go deep into our into our hearts and have forgiveness and compassion for the souls who have lost their way. Some made a choice to get lost. Some got caught in the matrix. How we get through this is what St. Francis of Assisi said. Lord, make me an instrument of thy peace. Where there is such hatred, let me so love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope See you in the light of the most radiant one. Sat Nam Namaste. And this is today. I went to see my quantum physicist, professor friends at 1145 this morning. They asked me, Lord Rama, how is your Jedi training coming along? I answered, I have been working with visualizing and manifesting the plasmatic light through my hands. At this point, they responded with, very good, Lord Rama. Now let's all go across the street to the lab. The laboratory, for everyone's information, is an underground room that can be accessed via city sewer manhole opening. So my professor friends, Professor Nicodemus and Professor Steve, who both worked at Los Alamos Lab for decades, led me across the street to the manhole. They brought an orange barrel to put by the manhole to indicate men at work, just like in the movies. (laughs) Then they opened the sewer lid with a crowbar, and we all descended down the metal ladder. This time... They took me to a different room than the screen room. So I I went into the different room with them, and I saw it was filled with all kinds of computer parts. The room was really large. It looked like a used computer warehouse. Professor Nicodemus said to me, Lord Rama, go and sit in that far corner of the room. So I did. Then Professor Nicodemus went and sat in the opposite end of the corner of the room to me. Professor Steve was observing. Then Professor Nicodemus continued, Lord Rama, visualize a golden ball in your hands and toss it to me. So I sat there and visualized and manifested a golden ball into my hands, and then I tossed it to Professor Nicodemus. Professor Nicodemus said, very good. Now visualize your Merkaba vehicle and see yourself in orbit around Earth. So I visualized my Merkaba vehicle, and I was gone, orbiting Earth. I experienced a kind of rush and a feeling as though I had passed through a tube of light. I was having this experience, what I estimate, about five or ten minutes. So I I could observe Mother Gaia below me. It was very beautiful. And I felt that oneness with all that is. Then I found myself back in the room, and Professor Nicodemus and Professor Steve said, to me, Lord Rama, your training is coming right along. We will see you again in a week. And then, we'll, then we will have another surprise for you. Hint, it involves heavy lifting, but it's not heavy lifting. See you in the light of the most radiant one. Sat Nam, Namaste, Blades of violet fire. I pass the talking stick back to you,
0: Omina. Thank you very much, Rama and Tara, for all your information. And I am going to repeat the phone numbers, but first I'm going to make an announcement of two podcasts that I'm going to be doing that's going to come up. And the first one is Memories Without the Pain. It's for grieving parents who have lost children through death. And it's to help them reach a place of healing and acceptance And also to give them an opportunity, if they wish, to invite their child to communicate with them. Well, I'm looking forward to that. We're working on it, and and all emails will go out. You can go to the website, but let me tell you about the other one. The other podcast is Walking and Talking with the Masters, and that's going to be about learning about yourself without feeling as if you're in therapy. And all I need is the first name of you and the person you might be talking about in your relationship to them because everything is relationship. I finally decided the world is math and relationship and energy and how it's all integrated and how it all opposes and how it all works together. So you can go to my website for more information on that as we're working on it, which is omina777.com. Any more information, you can call 860-871-6076. Leave a message for Richard and he will get back to you. So now we are going to walk and talk with the Masters tonight because that's always fun for me. I get to do what comes naturally with their help. And for anyone that's listening, can call in and ask the panel, anyone they want to talk to on the panel about whatever questions you might want answers to. I'm sure somebody on the panel, more than one, can answer the question and help you on your journey. And the number would be 888-429-5471 or locally it's 323-744-4841. And that's for anyone listening to us live around the globe, different times. Because people do listen to, the, to us around the globe because I, hear, because I hear from them, which still amazes me. So, having said all of that, what are we going to talk about tonight? What do you think is the most important thing to talk about? Maybe the meditation that we did about the fault lines that we all walk around with if we haven't healed them. It's time to heal them. If you can't go about healing... You have to let it go and give it to the universe to heal. The important thing is letting it go. And the other thing, nothing can happen to us without our permission. And you know how we give permission? We give it spiritually. We give it on a soul level, mentally. Emotionally and physically. They're the ways we give permission. And 99% of the time we're not conscious of this. And sometimes we're not conscious of it because we don't have healthy boundaries. Healthy boundaries keep us safe. Healthy boundaries connect us all. It makes us all one that keeps us together. Because, you know, why we look out for each other? If somebody has no boundaries, it's awfully hard to protect them or look out for them or even talk to them. Because most of the time, we don't want them them around us if they have no boundaries. Because they don't expect their own... they They don't have boundaries to keep themselves safe or to respect themselves. How do we expect them to do that for us? Because... There's a lot of people that are are raised with no boundaries. It's not their fault. It doesn't mean they can't learn. Sometimes you have to teach it. Through my years of working with people, I had to teach people what a boundary was. And, And it's amazing. It's just amazing. It's a little tool. But if you explain it to them what it is, they start working on it. They start making boundaries, simple boundaries. No, you can't take food off of my table without my permission or off of my plate. You can't do that. You can't go into my pocketbook without my permission. You can't come into my house and start rummaging through things without my permission. People actually do that. They actually, I've seen them do this. I had a client in front of me one time that she just sat down and decided to talk to me, saw something in my office that she liked, and said to me, Well, I want that. I said, well, you can't have it. She said, I can't have it. I said, no. And she got all offended because of the tone of my voice. Let me tell you, my boundaries have definitely got some tones. It's like I came across a saying that described somebody who said it described me perfectly. If you're going to threaten my waters, you better know how to swim. And I thought that kind of sums me up pretty much. It's not a threatening thing. It's just, if you try anything, I'm going to stop you. And if you have a fear of rejection around that, get over it. Because you're not going to die because somebody rejects you. You might want to die because you don't like the feeling. But no, rejection never killed anybody. So, and in today it's all up. It's in divine chaos. The world is in divine chaos. Trying to find its balance. And there has been a shift in the energy because I can feel it in my body. Our bodies are great thermometers, you might say, in terms of how things go. We walk around. If you're feeling something in there and you don't know what it is, ask what is it that's invade my body? What is it that I'm feeling? What should I do about it? You might have to go to bed and sleep it off. And that's okay. So it's kind of get that child, if you have a curious child in you, if you don't make up one. Because the child that, that, that it has the curiosity. Remember, the child feels everything. The adult deals with all the facts. And the parent, depending on what kind of a parent you had, a nutrient parent, a sledgehammer parent, the judging parent, whatever kind of a parent. If it's the judge, give him another job. If it's the sledgehammer parent, let them go. If it's the nutrient parents, use them. We all walk around with those three parts in us. There's no escaping. They're part of who we are. Just be aware feelings don't lie. Just like little children, they don't know how to lie. They don't lie until they're taught how to lie, they don't hate until they're taught how to hate. I love babies because they smile a lot and they're happy. So, you see a baby, smile at them. And think, children need to be free. If you didn't grow up being free, there's nothing stopping you from doing it now. There's nothing stopping you from talking to that inner child and saying, what would you like to do today? Or what can I do for you today? Take me out for an ice cream. So go out for an ice cream. Sit there and thoroughly enjoy it. Little things like that make a huge difference in how we see the world. Every baby animal in the world, every toddler animal in the world, including humans, love to play if you ever observed observe nature in the wild, out in the bushes, the birds. They all love to play. They actually have expressions on their face. They smile, they scrowl, they look angry, just like human babies do. So again, I'm going to repeat the numbers if anybody wants help with their fault line. They might want to know what their core issue is, which the fault line is attached to, where that split happens. And the number is 888 429 5471 323 744 No, sorry. 323 744 If anybody in the panel wants to jump in and ask questions, please do. Share information, please do. Have a funny story? Yeah.
6: It's funny. Four eight four one. The last four numbers of three two three seven four four four. Eight.
0: Four eight four one. Yes, right.
6: You said you. six eight. You
0: said six eight. Sorry. The first one, yeah. The first time I I met it wrong. And then I corrected it.
6: No, you said six eight the second time too. Oh, I did. Well, yes, there,
0: there you go. I have to make sure I'm still grounded in the earth.
6: Yep. Half yep. the time, I don't
0: know which part I'm walking in. It's amazing. I'm always amazed how safe I am. But then I totally trust. So Yeah. Well, thank you for that because again, let me repeat it. 323 744 4841. 4, and the other number is eight 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 four two nine five four seven one. So Anyone on the panel have any questions would like to talk about whatever?
5: Hi, Almina. This is Penny.
0: Yes, Penny. Um,
5: I don't have a question. I just wanted to tell you that um, Fred, my um, Earth um, uh, dear, oh dear, gnome, um, was in charge of the work that I did in the garden this year. And I took him outside, and I had him sitting, um, watching what I was doing, and so on. And uh, at one point, I got the word not to worry about veggies; just go ahead and do flowers this year. And so I did, and uh, and uh, I, I, (laughs) it's uh, but it was great just talking to him because I worked out the problems by talking them out loud, and sometimes. And sometimes getting inspirations of of what to put in in the garden, and um, i have never thought about doing it before. So now all the work is finished today, officially done, except for maybe whatever else takes my fancy when I go by a shop. But I've got him in the window, so he can survey the he can survey the garden now and keep an eye on it. So Beautiful. I just yeah, I just wanted you to know that. Yes, yeah. did you? Does he have a name? Yeah, his name is Fred. You called oh, it Fred. Oh, you, okay. okay. All right. Yes. Yeah, you okay. told me his name was Fred. So, um, Oh, wonderful.
0: Friends. Wonderful. Yeah. I, yeah. I just thought you should know. <laughs> well, thank you for telling me because also when I channel information, I don't hold on to any of us. Uh-huh. I would not all because I do so much of it. I would have no, no memory. I would have to go back in there with something to bring that memory back up. And um, I don't hold on to any of the information because it's not my information. But it's always good to be to be reminded because things do change. When I do read for people and they come back for a, for a tune-up, so to speak, they might say, oh, you mentioned that before to me, but now you add more details. Or oh, mm-hmm. you told me this before, could you explain it more? You know, different things like that. And I always say, well, I don't, because I don't that's just the way it is and but i'm happy for fred and i'm sure fred is thrilled
5: yes well i i was very happy to do that and i just like i laughed and laughed when when you you said his name was fred because he'd been in the house at in the south corner of yes. the house where, yes. it, on the main floor which has to do with earth and oh okay so uh, he'd been there for years, but I had never take, taken him out and made him work. So, well,
0: he was very patient then. If he was there for years,
5: yeah, he was there for years. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I just that's an update. Thank you very much. That's wonderful. Thank you, Penny.
0: <laughs> it's amazing what what the uh, land fairies and the water fairies and the gnomes. I think I told you before. I saw a gnome once climbing up a tree. And I, I thought I was seeing things. And, of course, I checked it out. And I checked it out with one of my friends who were who the master healers no longer with us. And he said, yes, they only, they only come there in the summertime. They came to a certain part of uh, the area in the summertime. And they move very, very fast. So they, they're quicker than the human eye. So it was quite interesting to see a gnome. And my granddaughter, one of my granddaughters, loves gnomes. She has, the backyard is full of gnomes. She's got them on the steps going into the house. They have a little pond with, with uh, koi fish in it. She's got gnomes all there. I mean, I just think that's very interesting that she loves gnomes because... Yeah. I, I
1: love them as well. Oh. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. go
0: ahead. No, That's fine, Caroline.
1: Well, yeah. I was just going to say, I love them. And I, it's kind of, it's almost illogical. I don't even know why I love them. Because you would think I would like the fairy realm more. And I do love them. But um, gnomes just kind of capture my attention. I've got a little garden gnome, which I keep in my apartment. And I won him <laughs> at a women's group event. And it was one of those things where somebody could steal you know, what, yeah. you, what you have. And so somebody stole it. And then was, as soon as the opportunity came up, I stole it back. <laughs> I, stole <laughs> <him> back. <laughs> I just love them. There was no way I was going to go home without this little gnome. And one woman said to me, you know, Caroline, you can you can get them for like a dollar at the dollar store. But I didn't care. I wanted this particular gnome. <laughs> but well, didn't, you, um, didn't you talk to the gnome that you met, though? I thought you talked to
0: one at one point, Amina. Uh, Say that again? Oh yes. You mean did I talk to the gnome? Yeah. Oh yeah. I talk. I talk to them all, whether I see them or not. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> because all right. they're always, they're always, uh, they're always listening, and they're and they share our space. We share their space. So I talk to the animals too. I even talk to the plants for crying out loud. But the plants, the plants, well, that's all right. because they bloom better. Yes. They love the energy. and They love the exchange. So, you know, and, oh, and you know what's so funny, which I love? I go out to look at the garden. I have to clean up the garden. I haven't done that yet. But I go out, (laughs) and there's baby bumblebees in the roses. Baby bumblebees. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I don't think I've ever seen a baby bumblebee before. They're just adorable. Well, I... I I haven't seen
1: too many, so you must have a lot of fairy folk assisting your garden.
0: Oh, absolutely. And there's also, I was looking out there, I don't know if I told you this, there was a baby hummingbird. I thought it was a big bumblebee, and then as I got closer, with a baby hummingbird.
1: My goodness. I know.
0: Oh. It's that time of the season for the babies to be out. And of course, <laughs> you know, you have baby rabbits running around and probably baby snakes and baby everything. So it's like, That's fine with me. I'll just watch them and enjoy them. But the bumblebees, totally, you should see them getting high on the nectar. I mean, it's like they're just drunk. They dig in. I love it. Oh, they're they're adorable. And and the designs are just adorable. They fill me up with joy. They really do. I just love it. Oh, Yeah, they're, they're just, I never saw baby bumblebees. I've seen baby bees, but baby bumblebees, They're just furry little darlings. That's what they are.
1: They really are. And I mean, you can actually, a full-grown bumblebee, you can actually pet them a a wee bit with the fingertip (laughs) because they're so fuzzy and furry. Oh, yeah. I love them to bits.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they are. I'd be afraid to do that in case I hurt their wing or something like that. But the baby ones, that that, that just blew me away when I saw the baby ones. (laughs) And oh, I'm, I'm walking out there, and I'm going, oh, my gosh, you see the baby? You know, I get all excited. I go, you see the baby bumblebee? I'm just like a little kid. I'm just like a little kid. And hopefully I'll never lose that because it's so oh, you won't. fun.
1: You won't. If you and I are are this joyous about nature at this age, we're not
0: going to lose any of it. And, and, we were, and we were when we were young because I have to say, contribute that to my mother. She would always go for walks. And she would identify the birds and the, and the birds' nest. We couldn't touch nothing because she would tell us why. Yeah, and and we good. would see. You know, that was all part of nature that we would do on these walks, and it was wonderful. So it was like you learned to respect, yes, nature and all the and all the parts that um, wonderful that live on the on the land that that they share with us. I just saw where. I don't know where it was that they killed a three hundred twenty pound bear because it attacked. Oh my. It. Yeah, because it attacked a camper. And all oh. I could think of was, what the heck is a camper doing in a bear's spot? Yeah, you know. Yeah, there's yeah. enough camping areas where you're not going to get attacked by a bear. The bear doesn't know any different. They're just defending their yeah. territory. And I think it's such that just breaks my heart when they do that. Yeah. And I'm sure another lifetime I hunted them. I've since. <laughs> yeah, It's like Randy was saying earlier on, that we've all done it. Yes, we have. We've all oh. the we've done everything that we can't stand people doing now because we've already done it.
1: Isn't that interesting?
0: Is oh, that an yes. interesting
1: twist that we look well, at at what we, like you say, what we can't stand? And yes. the truth is, it's because it's deep down in our memories from if not this life, then another one. Might yes. have been a thousand years ago, but you and I must have done it.
0: <laughs> well, I know I did it in China because I was a general in China. If you looked at me in the wrong way, I just cut your head off. Wow. Well, because I could. And the other well, thing is, I totally enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah. like that's that you come into society and you're going to be doing whatever the society is doing, whatever position you have in life, just for the experience. It's a misuse of energy, of course, when I went around cutting people's heads off. Yeah, you know, and and I know that now. So obviously, I've done all that work around all of that because I have no shame or guilt or anything else about it. It is what it is, and I've done it, it's part of my set history. And the other thing about your soul's history, you're only going to remember the significant ones where you either totally misused the energy or you used it the way you're supposed to use it. We're not going to remember the inconsequential lifetimes where we're just growing and nothing. We're just being ordinary. We're not going to remember them. We're going to remember the ones that have impact on our soul experience and our relationship to others. That's what we will remember.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse well, me. If we look at earth lives without the, the good-bad duality yes. and consider that maybe we came in saying, well, who am I when I'm a very powerful person? Uh, Who doesn't always care about boundaries? What is that like? Because if you're in the higher realms, you don't think about, oh, that's terribly bad and that's terribly good because everything around you is good. (laughs) You're not in duality then. You're just curious, you know? So maybe we just come in to experiment and then we realize after we've lived that life, okay, maybe I didn't contribute anything too positive there. And this time I'll, you know, I'll change things and I'll make it up to the people I harmed or offended or killed in that other life. And I think well, everybody's been in that position.
0: I would imagine if I came in, if I came in in my full power, so to speak, and I had no boundaries, the only reason I would do that, I'd be looking for someone to stop me. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. think about it. Yeah, I, because I love challenges. Yeah, I really do. I love to be challenged, and it's like, and I'm a warrior soul, so I'm yeah. either going to be walking around being the warrior that's peaceful, which I have done the last few lifetimes, or I'm going to be the worrying soul who wants war and wants to see who's going to stop me. Yeah. So, you know, it's like learning to, it's about for the experience when you think about it. Areas is online yes. too, yes, area, yes, okay, so. Are
4: you there, yet? Yes, I am. Um, a couple of months ago, I, want, I decided to want to start walking the path of witchcraft. I, I have had an intuition that since I started down this fascinating road, I've had a number of ancient ancestors who also walked this path, um, path um, join my, my, um, my team as spirit guides. Can you please tell me about them and how, how I can include their talents and guidance in my practice and craft?
0: Well, the part of you walking the path of the witchcraft is part of you reclaiming some of your powers. And on another level, you haven't decided yet who you want to help you. You kind of like want them to help you when you tell them what they have to do. And some that's just your personality. And sometimes they don't know what to do with that because it's not clear so it's this is part of your growth. You're growing into a higher realm of the witchcraft, and hopefully for the higher good so invites, I see three guides around you that are just sitting there waiting for you to wake up a little.
4: working on that and try I'm always trying to um to well, I've only been at it a couple of months, so i'm <laughs> Trying to learn as much as I can, as fast as I can. We're working well, a lot with um. Well,
0: that, that's part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Just think about it. If you just think, look at it this way: you're a small child. No, you have a small child in front of you, who's full of curiosity, full of energy, running around. I have to do it all right now, all right now. And you're the guide, and you're <laughs> saying, "You need to sit and listen for a minute. Have you thought about trying it this way? Have you thought about trying it that way? Well then sometimes the parent, if you're the parent, will give up and say, oh, let the kid go and discover whatever they want to discover they're wrong? Because, <laughs> oh. you know, so you're kind of like that with the guides. The guides <laughs> yeah. are there trying to get your attention <laughs> and you're so busy trying to get it all done now that you're missing the information. So it's about knowing that you've done this before You've decided you're going to reclaim your powers. Only this time you're going to bring your team with you. So you're going to have to learn to work as a team. Does that make sense?
4: And this time, yes, and this time I'm not going to get burnt to the stake or or drowned in in a drowning pool. (laughs) Exactly. You're
0: not. You're not. But that's why you're at the place where you've done enough work where you're safe doing what you want to Mm do, claiming your gifts. But you have to allow, you want the team to work with you, but you have to be a team member. You are definitely in the driving seat. They're not going to do anything that that you don't want them to do. But they can't come in unless you invite them, okay? They're there protecting you, but they can't can't come in and work with you. And the thing is, asking and then listening, and it will come.
4: Okay. Um, well, usually what I do is I, I um, tend to give my twin flame, the um, the ability um, who's on my support team, the ability to over um, to override and tweak my uh, my spell uh, my spell work as um, as much as he he deems necessary, trusting that he has a broader vision than I do.
0: Well, the 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 twin, the, where's your twin flame? I hope you talked about the one on the higher realms. Yeah, he's a spirit guide of mine too. Okay. Well, yes, the two twin flames are always. And what makes you think it's a him?
4: Because because it not because well I mean we all have multiple incarnations at once, and it is um, and, I, and
0: I feel it is a he. I'm going to give you something to think about. Twin flames, you have the feminine essence and you have the masculine essence. has Nothing to do with gender. Mm. So the question that you have to ask: Which one are you?
4: Well, I am more of a solar aspect, so I presume I'm more of a masculine, and he's more of a, um, yeah. a lunar I'm right aspect, I'm so right more feminine. But I, I knew that. But uh, well, then tw- if you
0: are the masculine essence, your twin flame is the feminine essence.
4: Yeah. Well what, what if we want to switch a bit. Huh? <laughs> well if we want to play the other role a <laughs> bit.
1: Can can twin flames switch? Is that possible? Do you think, Amina? Switch no. genders?
0: To my to my knowledge, they do not switch. In their essence, they don't switch. They teach each other. Like if you're a mental essence on the earth and your twin flame is a feminine essence in a higher realm. They learn you. They teach you the creativity, the compassion, the power. They do all of that for you. They'll integrate with you. Okay, so it's always okay. good to invoke them to come in when you and if you're doing the witchcraft, you need to. You need to, the the requirement would be the compassion, the love, the creativity, the intuition, and you need your twin flame. To help you develop that. That's why we we come in as a mental essence so that we can work on the feminine essence part of, of us. It definitely, definitely helps. Okay? okay? So to, it's good mm-hmm. to know that. Because the med the, the mental essence process everything through their mental body. The masculine essence does. And the feminine essence processes everything through their emotional body. And our goal is to be able to integrate both of them and be both of them while we're on the earth. Mm-hmm. So, anything else you want to know? <laughs>
4: um, not, not really, but... um, <laughs> Yeah, um it's it's almost like part of um at a certain point part of me kind of um walked out and um my more feminine aspect of my of myself walked in though uh, i do um, i do realize that it it's kind of both and because my soul in, in general is more ma- more sort of solar and masculine leading i get that but that doesn't mean um even on a higher level we can't go the other way
0: we integrate, we learn how to develop the other qualities and we integrate them. For instance, mm-hmm. I'm a very, very strong masculine essence, but I'm also, a, I have an awful lot of the very strong feminine qualities. Okay? Because over mm-hmm. time, over many lifetimes, you learn to do both. That's the whole idea to experience both. That's why we come as different genders to learn what it's like to be totally masculine or totally feminine or both, be both. We're all capable of that. Yeah. I presume
4: this this particular life is for me to learn both, though.
0: Say
6: that again?
4: I presume um, part of my path in this life is to learn to be
0: both at the same time. Well, the thing is, if you want to do the work that you're going to do for the higher good, we need both.
8: Oh, yeah.
4: yeah. Most of the work I've done is actually done to help other people, really. yeah. You know. uh, uh, just today I, I did um, work to help my sister find work, and I, I did um, something to help my mom get through knee surgery, which she got through with no complications, you know. Um, uh, stuff like that. Uh, well, that for the most part. i Going to help Philip Nap with with, uh, with 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 something soon. He, he asked me for some help, so I'm going to do a
0: little spell for him. Well, every time that you go helping people, bring your whole
4: team with you. Oh, I do. Uh, yeah, what well, I generally ask for is my team, my, my dragon family, my yeah. um, the entire com- and the entire company of heaven, and the the guides of of the um, people I'm working for and working with.
0: Yes, absolutely. Anyway, okay.
4: Well, I better um, clear the phone line since it was kind of broken until I um, um called support.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, we have Derek online right. too. So okay. Thank great. you for calling. In. On Let's you, Derek. to you. Mhm.
4: Likewise. Bye. 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 Derek, Hello? are you
9: there? I mean, can you hear me? Yes. Oh. I can Hello. Yes,
0: Derek, I can hear you. Can you hear me?
9: Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Sorry about that, Amina. Thank you for that. Uh, I have one question, and then a curiosity to go with it. The question that I came up with is: What is it that I need to know most? (laughs) If that's too open-ended, okay.
0: Derek, what is it that you need
9: to know most about? Okay. So then to narrow it, a focus would be I've always had passion unbridled since I was a kid and it goes in all different directions. It actually ties well in with the witchcraft earlier about being very curious and wanting to learn as much as I can about as many things as I can. So I'm passionate about visual art. I'm passionate about music. I love people. I'm a people person. I love Metaphysics and learning about spirituality and universal law and all the so all of this kind of material that and I love plants and plant medicine and I'm just okay, looking yeah, for derry, right Derek,
0: Derek, 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 slow down okay <laughs> you have to focus your energy your energy is all over the place and one way of, you have you have to harness the energy. Because it's going to help you actualize whatever is the most important to you. you want to, you're want like a little kid. You want to do everything. Well, it sounds like you've done practically everything that you wanted to do. Now, the question is, do you want to go through your life doing everything the same way? Or do you want to harness? Where is your biggest passion? What are you the best at?
9: That's a powerful question. Thank you.
0: Well, that's a question for you to focus on because and then it doesn't have to be one thing, but you definitely do want 10,000 things or 10 things because you just mm-hmm. give, when you when you do that, you're just giving a little bit of energy to each one. But if you get it to where you focus on what one or two passions may be and you put your energy into that, that would be very powerful. So ask your guides to help you focus on what it is you came to do.
9: Perfect. Thank you. You're welcome. And does this have anything to do with my lifelong fascination with turtles of what I would call my spirit animal? Maybe perhaps going slowly and steady.
0: Um... Well you have a history with turtles You used to hunt them and they never moved fast enough for you Now you need to learn oh. from them That they The turtle is going to teach you endurance And steadfastness So yes listen to the turtle
9: Thank you You're welcome And if I had one more question Yes If I could ask about life and Asked finding the best partner a love life, a romantic about, partner.
0: Yeah, what about your love life?
9: I guess how close am I in proximity vibrationally to the right match? And am I in alignment with a partner? Where's the best fit? And is it a lifelong match for me?
0: You have to make a list of what it is you're looking for in
9: a partner.
0: Also, can you imagine... If you draw the same energy as yours, and you both have that same energy, can you imagine that?
9: No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> that okay. might break the imagination.
0: Well, <laughs> I can't imagine either. I think you'd have divine chaos. <laughs> okay. Okay. So. so <laughs> yes. So you want to be you want to be able to. Um, Sit down and write everything that you want in that partner. And then you have to become everything that's there. You don't have to have the same energy. You have to remember, um, what I'm getting is that you're a person that lives out loud. So you may not want Mm -hmm. a partner that lives out loud. You may want a partner with the same energy, but they're quiet about it.
9: Yes, that resonates.
0: Yes, so that's what you, that's the energy you would put out. Then, so make a list and see where you fit on the list as far as your energy. And you want energy that matches that, but you want it in a different expression. This stuff really works.
9: Perfect. That that makes intuitive sense. That feels right. Yes.
0: Oh, good, good. So Thank that's you all you need me. to do is rein in that energy.
9: And now that I have a better sense of the feel and the flow of this, I apologize for my initial intro. Could I ask one last question about my cosmic heritage? What kind of connection do I have? I've always felt a higher connection to beings beyond this realm watching me. I've always felt them. And I feel like, could you tell me a bit more about my you wanna know heritage? where
0: You, you want to know where you came from. Okay, well I'm asking so give me a second to <laughs> thank you I don't know I don't know a whole lot about planets but you came you come from the purple planet you can do some mm. you can do some homework about it's a purple cranberry colored planet it's another, okay. it's another it's another Um, The vibration of it is like Earth. It's very grounding. It's very, very... um, It's a warring planet. Warring Warring that they're made up of a lot of warriors and they're always on the defense and and they fought a lot of wars. That might account for your energy.
9: Okay. And would that have anything to do with Mars or Melchizedek?
0: Would it have anything to do with what?
9: Uh, Mars or Melchizedek? Um, no, I don't get
0: that. that. No, Melchizedek okay. is a okay. uh, is a whole diff- That's a whole spiritual army that okay. helps you grow, but you most certainly work oh. with them. Absolutely. Okay. The planet that you're from, it's no longer, it's no longer a um, warring planet. Uh, the people that are on it. All I all I can get is that it's an A G, whatever that means. I have no idea. But you you ask your guides and they will tell tell you. Then call us back and let us know. Because we can learn from you too.
9: Okay. Excellent. Thank you. And that resonates well, on two levels. And that I painted a room in my house, a purple cranberry, just recently, and it was by chance. Free paint <laughs> gifted from a friend. And I loved it. And red and purple. I'd say red is my second favorite color. It's always been very significant to me. So,
0: well, the red thank is you. definitely the passion. But I think that it's. I don't think it was. I don't think that it was any any accident that you painted your room that color because that's bringing forth your energy and your strength.
9: Hmm.
0: It's interesting.
9: Awesome. Right, yeah, it well, awesome. I mean, I, I think it is awesome. That. It's it's wonderful. It's nice to be able to discuss these things openly and receive insight. And, yeah, fueled by gratitude. Thank you.
0: You're very welcome. Anytime. Thank you. Okay, folks, it's always interesting what people bring to the table because I always learn something. And we're all teachers to each other. We all share information. That's what it's all about. So it's kind of like, oh. And if we give him sites, Oh, dear, what's that? Somebody else calling?
2: me? I think that's someone that was sorry. hanging up on Mina.
0: Yeah, no worries, Mina. Oh, that's too bad.
2: But I have a question, Amina.
0: No,
1: that was just Derek hanging up. No problem. No problem.
0: Okay.
1: I'm sorry, Randy. Go ahead.
2: I'd like you to check on my friend who passed away a while ago. The last time you checked you said he was sleeping.
1: Oh, so okay. I'd like to
2: see if he's woke up yet and what's happening. His name was Wilford.
0: Wilford. Oh, Wilford is awake. He's kicking up some dust. Pardon me? <laughs> he told me he's wide awake and he's kicking up some dust.
2: Okay. He's
0: having a party uh, in other words. <laughs> yes, okay. Yes. <laughs> And, okay. and he's very happy to talk to you. And he said, don't worry about him. He found his spot. He's quite happy. He doesn't know what his next move is going to be. He's just sitting there contemplating.
2: Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good.
0: It is good. It feels good. Yeah, that's. Now, it, it. I think that there is. Now she wants to know, Randy, before I.
2: March no, time. that's good because I'll be talking to his sister here next month. So I'll oh, be able by that time she'll be over the grief, and I'll be able to pass the message along.
0: What's her name?
2: Her name is Lori.
0: Okay let's let's see what he has to say about Lori. Tell her to stop worrying. Okay. He's in a safe place. I think she must have always tried to take care of him. I don't know if she was older or not, but. She tried to mother him.
2: Younger. A little yeah. bit younger.
0: Well, she still tried to mother him. So yeah. he's quite happy where he is. And he's telling telling me to tell you he will visit her if she wants him to. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
2: Okay. Thank no, you very not much.
0: Don't worry. Okay. You're welcome. I know people have a hard time getting through, so there's something wrong with the phones because I have a couple of people that are texting me saying they can't get through, and I don't know what to tell them. So maybe um, they could just text you
1: their question, Alina. Oh, that's that's a good just, idea. Just say, send me the question right now. Yeah, the phone's um, something is going on. So our there's apologies. Somebody,
0: right, someone's trying to call through, and all they got was a recording.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. Our apologies
1: yeah. to our listeners that they can't get through. Usually the phones are fine. So this is I an, know.
0: an anomaly.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. it's
0: just one of those things. Yeah. I mean, that's what they do. Yeah. I'll tell them. I never thought of that. Text me the question. That's good.
1: Yeah, just just ask them right, right now. While you're If they haven't sent it yet, I'm curious to know, you know, these hearings that we're having in D.C. right now, do you get any sense like they're overlit by archangels or that the, there's something going on etherically spiritually with those hearings that hasn't happened before or what? It,
0: I'm curious to know your
4: question. Your well, let,
0: let me ask my guide. So what you're asking me is in the in the midst of the hearings if they're, oh my goodness, what they are showing me that there's a great force going on. It really truly is a battle between What's right and what's wrong about the energies. The energies is about what's right and what's wrong. And what, what do you want to know around that?
1: Um, that's fine. I was just wondering, you know, is this a breakthrough moment? I think Ramantara Tara had expressed that it was. And I was just curious what your insight was. Well, because this think- country has been so corrupt for so
0: long. Absolutely. But what's happening is that the light is getting brighter and yes. bigger. And it's, and it's, and it's, the light is going on the dark. The light is shining up the dark. So it's getting rid of the dark. It's transmuting the dark. And, um, yeah, it may not appear like it's evidence now, but it is creeping into the subconscious and the consciousness of some people. It's interesting. Um, it's creating that shift. Because, okay, St. Germain is here, because he's saying he founded this country, created this country, and he's not going to let us see going down into the pits of hell, he says, or what that's what it would feel like. He did not create it for that. Yeah. And that's not going to happen. They're not going to allow that to happen. It may get close to it, but they're not going to allow it to happen. It's, You know what it is? It's a test for the souls on this planet. It's a test to see where the higher good is going to go. Yeah. Because if they're not going for the higher good, they're going to leave the planet. Hmm. Wow. Okay. Very powerful. Yeah, it's Interesting. I just bless them all. That's all I can do. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's really, really, um,
3: yeah.
0: It's really, really interesting. People are getting curious. People are growing. And again, if they don't grow, they go. And they are a tremendous amount of people leaving the earth. It's amazing. It's been a terrible, terrible. I don't think this is the reason why, but. Uh, The shootings have gone sky high in America. They've got everybody's killing everybody with guns. I'm hoping that levels off. I'm hoping that they can take all those guns. Well,
1: you know, it's been out of control for so long. And, um, you know, I know you and I were talking about this at one point that you were considered to be a complete idiot for a couple of centuries in this country. If you weren't armed, especially out west, life was so cheap. it was so completely unpredictable. Yeah. And you know you could be done in by a bad thunderstorm and a flood or um, you know the crops getting wrecked by pestilence or you know locust, what have you or um, any any drifter coming by, who wanted to rob what little you had, even if you had pretty much nothing. And at least with a gun, you could you could face down the drifter, even if you couldn't face down all the other things, the rattlesnakes or whatever. And it just gets passed down and it becomes, it's part of the DNA. Oh, you have to protect yourself and your family. And if you don't have a gun, you can't do that. And unfortunately, because we're in modern life now, We're not in the 18th or 19th century or early 20th century. We're in modern life and the presence of the gun, you know, the violence has gotten so romanticized and so woven into the fabric of the U.S. consciousness that um, people uh, sort of carry it in their DNA. This is just life. And that has got to change. No, violence doesn't have to be how we live. No. No. I understand people want to protect themselves, but uh, the, the presence of the gun, the collective said this one time, that the presence of the gun is a symbol of violence and that it draws unconsciously, you're drawing to you the very thing you don't want. Well, the of thing is, symbol of it.
0: I know we have Padme on line one. I'm just going to say oh, that <laughs> if we're thinking we have to protect ourselves, that feeds into the violence. Yes. If we yes. think we are protected, then we don't need any violence. Yeah, we are under that. Yeah. Okay. Padme, can you, are you there?
8: Yeah. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Uh, thank you. Uh, I have to say, good God, Omina, have you been on fire these days? Holy mackerel.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so great. I agree. It With- wins
8: wisdom and things you say, I learn I learn with every word that comes out of your mouth, and all of you, but it's just too funny. I couldn't put it any funnier, but it's like, holy mackerel. Well, that's
0: wonderful. Sure, but... that's wonderful. That's uh, wonderful. That's my job.
8: <laughs> oh, it's great. I had to laugh my ass off when that guy, you told him about the purple cranberry planet, and he... Yeah. So he painted his wall that color recently. I think that was a laugh out a laugh out loud for sure. Oh, I I
0: know. You, it's just amazing how everything connects, isn't it?
8: Oh, it really is. Yeah, and, all, and you know all the things we do. Like now, he knows why he did that. Kind of like it's not just. I mean, it's not as random as it seems. That's right.
0: That's right. <laughs> that's right. Uh, yeah. It's a memory but, that he's painting well, on the wall. <laughs> i used
8: to think beige was the most boring color in the world and as i've tried to calm my life down i'm like i like beige beige is fine beige baskets and beige i'm
0: good <laughs> that's right keeps you grounded and keeps you calm
8: yep yeah. getting more conservative a little you know beige pants you name it <laughs> tan <laughs> pants uh, uh too funny. Okay. Thank you to everyone for all of you guys. You're all so wonderful. And um, So uh, I am I was going to save this. I'm going to try to plan a session here soon. I was going to save it, but my mother, who I'm happy to report she and I are managing to uh, have a, quite a, a good relationship right now, and that's really wonderful. Uh, wonderful. <laughs> I called a while back about the Anne Boleyn question, but things have settled down, and I am most grateful. Um, <laughs> you said, yes, you always feel she'll take your head off, which has been true. You, you nailed that one for sure. Uh, <laughs> and so <laughs> I was like, oh, there it is right there. <laughs> and you said it so well. Um, so I don't know if this is appropriate to ask, but we, so my grandmother what, did astrology and did our charts the minute we were born. And so my mom is coming to spend the night on uh, Saturday, and she is actually interested in her astro chart. But we cannot find the one my grandma made. My grandma Florence Flo is her name. And I don't know if you, we could pinpoint my mother's name is Dixie. Dixie Clara is her middle name and uh, King. But we were trying to figure out that her birthday is yesterday. But we're trying to figure out the, the minute or as close as I can come to when she was born so I can do her chart.
0: Oh, you want one? Well, I mean. She's, <laughs> The little I know about astrology, you most certainly be able to do her chart because planets don't move that fast from minute to minute. You know, they might be in a space for half a day or a whole day. So, you are you asking me when she was born, what time?
8: Yeah, I wondered if we could just pinpoint at all, like mid morning or. Um,
0: do you, no, no, she high. was she was born between. Three and six o'clock AM okay. Mm-hmm. All right. That's when she was born. That's what okay. I'm being told.
8: Uh-huh. All right. Was she born in the winter time? Uh June, no, yesterday. She's a Gemini. June
0: 15th. Oh, okay. okay.
8: Yeah.
0: Yeah. She was born uh, between three and six AM.
8: Oh, she's such a night owl, that would even make sense um, to me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. And uh, I look forward to doing some work with you soon and uh, blessings and love to you and everyone. So thank you. Thank you, you very so much.
0: much. Okay, everybody. It's time to wrap this up. So, because it is now 11.04.
6: <laughs> Almina? Yes. Can I sneak in one little question? Of course. Are gnomes and leprechauns related?
0: No. Oh, my Mm -hmm. goodness. They're totally different species. Mm -hmm. Can you elaborate a little bit? Well, I don't know. They're different species. Like you're talking, you're talking lions and tigers. Oh, well, lions and tigers are of the cat family. Yeah, but they're, yeah, the cat family. When you get known to the oh they're of the, uh, the little people family. But they're different, yeah. but they're different species in oh. terms of their temperaments, in terms of their their makeup, all of that stuff. They're just, they're oh, different. what I'm getting is, mind you, gnomes have been around a lot longer than leprechauns. Oh. They really don't like each other. Oh for God's sake. Well, leprechauns are too nasty sometimes and too bratty and too bossy. Gnomes just like to go around having their peaceful time and they're very peaceful, <laughs> you know. They'll only attack you if you attacking them first.
6: Oh. Yeah. That's very yeah. interesting. Well, <laughs> I think
3: it's interesting too. Ah. Do you gnome know do you gnomes know smoke a pipe, Amina? <laughs> Are they like Gandalf? You know, from <laughs> I don't know. That's a silly no, question. He's a,
1: he's a wizard. No, right? That's yeah. No, different. I don't.
0: No, they don't. They don't smoke pipes. They're, they're telling me they don't smoke pipes.
3: Right? Not they, at all.
0: No, no, never. Let me. It's not part of their culture.
3: That's from the movies. That's what they show us in the movies sometimes. And well, it's, they're yeah.
0: going to show you stuff in the movies because they want to mm-hmm. entertain you.
3: Yeah, (laughs) that's all. I just get started.
0: (laughs) But they're telling me that they don't. The gnomes are telling me that they don't. um, They're very, very good. What they're telling me is they're very, very good at retrieving information. If you need information retrieved. And it has to be for the higher good. They're not. Wow, that's very cool. the, The thing they're not gossipers. The difference between them and leprechauns, leprechauns manipulate and they gossip, and they and they have fun doing that. They enjoy doing that because they're thinking off of us humans are stupid. Leprechauns do.
6: The reason I asked you that question, Omina, is because I was telling Micah earlier today that, or last night, I guess. um, I was I got some psychic surgery. Uh, and I was in Tucson at this lady's house, and she had me lay down and rest for about 45 minutes after the psychic surgery, and everybody else was done and then went home. And then she asked me to come out into her garden in the backyard. And I came out, and she had these um, like mushroom toadstool chairs. Yeah. And they were in a circle. And you could sit in them. They had a little place for everybody so they could sit. But she said to me, well, we're going to sit here. And I thought she said that these other ones were for the leprechauns. But when I was thinking about it, and that's why I asked the question, I think they were gnomes. Do you remember? I'm supposed to remember, but I think they were gnomes, she was saying, that were sitting there. Because they were hanging out in her garden, too.
0: Okay. Are you asking me, were they gnomes?
6: Yeah, not not leprechaun, but gnomes.
0: I don't think you're going to find too many leprechauns in Arizona.
6: Okay, so then they were gnomes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: They don't like all that sandy, hot, burning your feet type thing.
6: Yeah, well, she um, had a beautiful garden and there was trees out right in the back. And we were sitting under trees with these little toadstool chairs.
0: But they're telling me her heritage has started off with leprechauns. Gnomes? Heritage? No, 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 no. The lady you're talking about, Mm. her heritage started off with leprechauns. She Ah. graduated to Gnomes.
6: Oh, there's the confusion. I got it cleared up.
0: Yeah. Wow. I know, Really? What can I tell you? I can only tell you what comes to me.
6: Thank you, thank you, thank you. It was a lovely and amazing experience because I got to see one of the gnomes. I could see them. Wonderful. Yeah.
0: Well, you would definitely know they're definitely very different looking gnomes from leprechauns. They're very different looking.
6: Yeah, I think the leprechaun has a more mischievous look.
0: You're right. Well, they're built different.
6: They're the the gnomes are shorter, aren't they? And they are a little bit well, the, rounder.
0: The, the no, yes, and they're a little bit more cuddlier and softer. Cuddlier. Leprechauns, yeah. leprechauns can be skinny, and they can be taller, and they can be, you know, the the most of them are skinny. The little, they're kind of sharp features. The leprechaun. Yeah. 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 The gnomes have softer features. Yeah,
3: so yeah. leprechauns can be very mischievous, can't they, Omi? Oh,
0: absolutely. And they have a lot of magic. Yeah. They can also Watch be
3: very nice. <laughs>
0: they they can be very nice too though. I mean it's like respecting their space, respecting them. They're not gonna do any harm to you if you if you're not have no intention of harming them. So you know right. they're, they're very, very bright and they're very clever and they're very creative. And and they have all the other side as well that they can they can knock us right on our tutu if we you know in a very yeah. in a very blink of an eye <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah show uh-huh. show respect absolutely yeah.
3: show yeah. respect uh, it's
0: really respecting your space it, it re-
3: reminds me sorry to inter- I don't mean to interrupt go ahead no me. go ahead
0: no I'm done
3: oh I just was gonna say. It reminds me, I remember hearing a story about Iceland. And that apparently there's a lot of um, action there in terms of elves and gnomes and stuff like that. Anyhow, uh, apparently, yeah, yeah. So anyways, I'm not exactly sure which species it was, but uh, they were living under this massive rock. And uh, then the white, the whoever, big, big business people decided they thought they were going to build a mall oh, and have to try to move this massive rock because that's where they were going to build the mall. And yeah. so they, they brought in all this heavy machinery and like massive things and nothing they did could move the rock. It was not moving. Nothing. <laughs> I believe <laughs> and, that. And apparently... Yeah, and apparently they weren't able to build their mall on this spot that was literally somebody else's home. And right. they you know <laughs> No, I, I told I just,
0: Yeah, I yeah. told you this story in the fifties in Ireland where there were where they were they did successfully move a huge big boulder. But then when they went back that Monday morning the boulder was back in the same place where oh. Yeah. <laughs> the, lepre- the, lepre- the leprechauns put it back there, and they were totally shocked. So they shut down. I think they were doing in a quarry. They totally shut down the quarry after that. They did no longer messed with it because they yeah. were disturbing the uh, leprechauns' home. And the thing about it is, if anybody is smart, you have a conversation with the with the leprechauns and ask, get permission. Can you? Can they relocate? Can you help them relocate? You know, rather than go in and just take it for granted that you have all the power to disturb their homes. You know what I mean? Right. That's yes. respect. Yes. Yeah. And it is now eleven twelve. Are we all done or are we gonna come?
6: <laughs> Thank you, Omina. Thank you. It was a wonderful evening. Thank you, everybody.
0: Well, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it too. And I will see you all next week and thank you. And I was gonna say
6: just one more thing if I could, Amina, that the work we did tonight that it influences the overall outcome for the highest good of all of these hearings.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what the whole show is dedicated to people, loving people, healing. Helping them heal. Help them see a brighter future. Listen to themselves, their subconscious. Remember the meditation, everybody. You can do it by just closing your eyes. And feel that beautiful white light coming in. Like you of painted. Okay, music dawn, please. We are done. <laughs> see you all next week. <laughs>
3: I'm ready. For thank you so much, everyone. Thank, you, thank Amina. you so much, Omina.
0: Thank you. Good night to all our listeners.
6: And we're going to send all good fairy energy to
0: Vanayak tonight.
6: Absolutely.
0: Yes, we, we send all the energy to him. All right. Yes. Absolutely. Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. night. Good night. Good night.